Well, thank you to everyone that's come out this evening. I know we've had a bit of a break throughout the fall with so many events. It's great to be back with you at Overdrive on Monday evenings. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to Isaiah 53 and just get ready to take in that portion of Scripture. Nobody surrendered like Jesus. There is no greater model of surrender than that of Jesus. We know that he is our great example. He's our lead. He's our guide. He's the one that we endeavor to follow. We cry out that we would be more like him. His surrender was so perfect. It was so pure. It was so precise. The way he followed the Father, the way he followed the Lord, the way he followed the plan of God for his life. William Booth said these words, the greatness of a man's power is in the measure of his surrender. The greatness of a man's power is in the measure of his surrender. Surrender is power. Now how can surrender be power? How can surrender be strength? You see, the Lord's ways are higher than our ways. Higher than the ways of the world. The fact that He would send His Son to earth with this great calling called surrender. If you look at how Jesus lived, it was all about surrender. How He came was about surrender. How he walked, how he talked, how he taught, how he, how he acted. Surrender is power and surrender produces what only surrender can produce. Now we all know that Jesus Christ surrendered all. He laid it all down. And what was the result of his surrender? Here's a short little list. How about life? Life over death. A defeated grave, a defeated tomb, a defeated enemy, freedom for captives, freedom for you and me, deliverance, healing, restoration, reconciliation, salvation. And the list could go on. The weapon of Jesus Christ was surrender. And one of the great weapons still today in the kingdom of God is this thing called surrender. That as people surrender under the mighty hand of God, as people surrender to God, God uses them. And what is the result? The result is life. Life over death, freedom for captives, deliverance, healing, miracles, restoration, salvation. Imagine if Jesus wouldn't have surrendered. Imagine if he 
wouldn't have surrendered to the plan of God. We wouldn't be having a service like this tonight. We'd all be dead in trespasses and sins. We'd be locked up and bound. No hope of true freedom. Jesus surrendered to God. The greatness of a man's power is in the measure of his surrender we had tonight to God. And that's what he, he was speaking about when he uttered those words, William Booth, in that quote. The greatness of a man's power is in the measure of his surrender to God. Now, Jesus Christ, as a man, chose surrender. He knew the power of surrender, and he wasn't about to let go of surrender because he knew what it would cost not only him, but what it would cost the world if he let go of surrender, if he chose not to surrender. Think of what it would cost if we let go of surrender. What it would cost us. What it would cost our loved ones. What it would cost the world. If I want power, the power that God desires I have, it is going to require surrender. That's how it is for all of us. Because there is life on the other side of surrender. There is life over death on the other side of surrender. There is a defeated grave, a defeated tomb, a defeated enemy on the other side of surrender. There is freedom. There is deliverance. There is healing. There is restoration. There is salvation. I want to ask tonight, is any level of surrender, call to surrender, too great for us? Above us or beyond us. And I want to remind us tonight that surrender is not weakness. The weapon God used was his son's surrender. Isaiah 53 Who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised. And we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison, from judgment, 
And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death. Because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. See, nobody surrendered like Jesus. Nobody gave themselves to God like Jesus. But we have the same call. We have the same heart cry of the Father towards us that we would be those that would surrender all, that we wouldn't hold back, that there would be no borders, no limits in our surrender, that no call to surrender would be too great or beyond us. Would we make our soul an offering for sin? Will the pleasure of the Lord prosper in our hand? Will the Lord be satisfied with the labor of our soul? Surrender is the weapon God uses. He used his son's surrender, and so too with us. The Father still uses the surrender of his children. Jesus surrendered to God. Jesus surrendered for people. And I want us to note the use of the word for rather than the word to. The Lord hasn't called us to walk around surrendering to people. Rather, he is calling us to walk around surrendering for people. See, Jesus didn't surrender to people. He surrendered for people, and there is a massive difference. Psalm 40, verse 8, in the Passion Translation reads, I delight to fulfill your will, my God, for your living words are written upon the pages of my heart. I want to say tonight that the only way to pure surrender for people is pure surrender to God. The only way to pure surrender for people is pure surrender to God. Jesus didn't surrender to people. He didn't surrender to their will. He surrendered for their will, that they might know the Father's will. He didn't surrender to their doctrine. He surrendered for their doctrine. He didn't surrender to their understanding. He surrendered for their understanding. He didn't surrender to their idea of who he was or who he should be. He surrendered for their idea of who he was and who he should be. Can we see the difference tonight? John 10, verses 17 and 18. Therefore my Father loves me 
because I laid down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. The Passion Translation reads, The Father has an intense love for me because I freely give my own life to raise it up again. I surrender my own life And no one has the power to take my life from me. I have the authority to lay it down and the power to take it back again. This is the destiny my Father has set before me. Can you hear the Lord saying to you tonight, no one takes it from you? Not even God. He's asking for willing surrender. He's asking for us to choose. Just like Jesus chose, nobody takes it from me, but I willingly lay it down. Surrendered to God and surrendered for people. Matthew 22, verses 36 to 40. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? And Jesus answered him, Love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being. And with every thought that is within you. This is the great and supreme commandment. And the second is like it in importance. You must love your friend in the same way you love yourself. Contained within these commandments to love, you will find all the meaning of the law and the prophets. If I love the Lord, I am going to surrender to him. And he is going to use my surrender as a weapon for his kingdom, for his will. If I love people, as God has called me to love others, I'm going to surrender for them. And the Lord is going to use my surrender as a weapon for his kingdom, for his will. Surrender is not weakness. Surrender to God is not weakness. Surrender to his purpose is not weakness. It's power. And only then are we truly and properly surrendered for people. I'm going to share some words of David Wilkerson. Jesus' full surrender to the Father is an example of how we all should live. You may say Jesus was God in flesh. His life was surrendered before he even came to earth. But the surrendered life is not imposed on anyone including Jesus. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down on myself. I have the power to lay it down and the power to take it again. John 10, 17 and 18. Jesus was telling us, make no mistake, the act of self-surrender is totally within my power to do. I'm choosing to lay down my life. And I'm not doing it because some man told me to. Nobody's taking my life from me. My father gave me the right and the privilege to lay down my life. Do you see it tonight as a right and as a privilege to lay down your life? He also gave me the choice to pass up this cup and avoid the cross. But I chose to do it out of love and full surrender to him. 
Our Heavenly Father has given all of us this same right, the privilege to choose a surrendered life. No one is forced to yield his life to God. Our Lord doesn't make us sacrifice our will and give back our lives to him. He freely offers us a promised land full of milk, full of honey and fruit. But we may choose not to enter that place of fullness. The truth tonight is this. We can choose to pass up the cup and avoid the cross. But remember Jesus' words that whoever will save his life will lose it. And whoever will lose his life for my sake will find it. You know where we find true life, true satisfaction, true meaning is in surrender to God. Complete surrender to God. We willingly lay down our life. Think of the people in the Bible. Joseph, he surrendered to God and he surrendered for people. Moses surrendered to God, and he surrendered for others. Abraham surrendered to God, and he surrendered for others. Noah surrendered to God, and and he surrendered for others. Can we see the pattern over and over again in the Word of God? Mary surrendered to God. Mary surrendered for others. When she cried out, let it be to me according to your word. You see, all these didn't surrender to others. The power of their living was in surrender to God. And the Lord used their surrender to him for others. And the results were beautiful. Now this may seem very simple. But why need it be complex? I want to be a weapon in the hands of God. I want to be a weapon for the kingdom. I want to be a weapon of righteousness. And so if we want to be weapons in the hands of God, the path is surrender. We have to surrender to His hand, don't we? We have to surrender to His will. We have to surrender all that we are. Nothing held back. No borders, no limits on our surrender. We're all in. Think of what it would cost if we let go of surrender. Perhaps we're here tonight, we are fully surrendered to God. Think of what it would cost if we let go of that surrender. What it would cost us. What it would cost our loved ones. What it would cost others. What it would cost the world, if we let go of surrender to the Lord, if we set the cup aside, avoiding our daily cross, think of what it would cost. Think of what it could mean if we embraced surrender. If we more fully embraced surrender the way Jesus embraced surrender. And if we have walls or borders or limits on our surrender tonight, if we would just let them go. Tear them down. Think of what it would mean if we fully embraced surrender. What it could mean for us. What it could mean for our loved ones. What it could mean for the world. What it could mean for unborn generations if we would embrace surrender. 
Oswald Chambers said these words, true surrender will always go beyond natural devotion. If we will only give up, God will surrender himself to embrace all those around us and will meet their needs which are created by our surrender. Beware of stopping anywhere short of total surrender to God. Most of us have only a vision of what this really means, but have never truly experienced it. We might say tonight, I'm surrendered to the Lord, but could we ask the Lord, am I surrendered to you? It's one thing for us to say that and declare that, but it's another thing for him to say it to us. We can say a lot of things to God, but it's different when he says it to us. When he puts his stamp of approval on our life, when he says, yes, you are surrendered. You are surrendered to my call. You are surrendered to the cup. You are surrendered to the cross. It's easy to say we are. It's a whole other thing for him to say we are. Billy Graham said these words, you're surrendering all the time. When I fly in an airplane and sit down in the seat, I'm surrendering to that plane. Nothing I can do about it. I've been operated on several times and I didn't negotiate with the doctors. As they took the knives out and put the anesthetic in, I put my full trust in those doctors that they were going to do the right thing. That's what God is saying. If you will surrender totally and completely, but you can't hold anything back. Have you ever surrendered yourself unconditionally to Christ? Have you ever given him your mind and your body and your will? When you come to Christ, that's just the beginning because you must live for him. Our surrender to God changes everything. This vertical surrender speaks to the horizontal. Vertical surrender to God becomes a horizontal weapon for his glory. And isn't this right here a picture of the incredible power of the cross? Jesus' vertical surrender to the Father produced what only that kind of surrender can produce. You think of how it has affected the world. How it has affected time and eternity. How it is affecting our world right now as we sit here. As those that are saved by his amazing grace. Really saved by his surrender. Saved because he took up the cup. Saved because he Embrace the cross. We can have the worship team return tonight. Let's just ask these questions. Perhaps ask the Lord these questions. Have, Have I surrendered to you, Lord? Have I fully surrendered to you, Lord? Instead of telling him we have or telling others that we have, let's ask him tonight. Am I surrendered for people? Am I surrendered to people? If so, this must change. And please understand we are not talking about surrendering or submitting to authority at work or at school. 
Don't pass up the cup. Don't avoid the cross. Take up your cross daily and follow him and follow his example of surrender. Let's think about this tonight. If Jesus wouldn't have surrendered or if he would have messed with the purity of surrender, he would never have been the weapon he was in the hands of God. In fact, he may have been put down and put aside. And think of what that would have meant for the world, our world. Ah, but God, the Father, knew the surrender of his Son as it is with all his true sons and daughters. Surrender so pure, so right, so perfect, so holy, so precise, so decided. No one takes your life from you. We all have the choice. We all have to choose to lay it down. Choose to lay it down just like Jesus. Perhaps our surrender is a form of intercession. Living intercession and the Lord is using it to intercept for his glory. As we live this life of surrender, things are changing. Life. Life over death. A defeated grave. Defeated tombs. Freedom for captives. Freedom for others. Freedom for our loved ones. Restoration, healing, reconciliation, salvation. I pray tonight that we see the power of surrender. Let's stand tonight. Just take a moment, open yourself up to the Lord.